Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome back to What You Talking at Kim's Convenience Podcast. And this is the first episode of season three. Woohoo! As always, I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Ruby. So with season three of the podcast, we wanted to take a different approach. Uh, of course, in season one and two, we did episode by episode. But we wanted to kind of do episodes instead centered around centric themes. Like I came across Reddit and I was getting a lot of feedback there versus Twitter. And the people on Reddit, they're usually the meaner people, the people who are <laughs> like, they're, they're willing, no filter on Reddit. And one guy said, you know, why don't you just focus on themes instead of doing episode by episode? Especially since we were very spoilery in seasons one and two, because we had done <laughs> it at that point after season two. So we we're like, okay, you know, what, we'll, we'll give it a shot. I mean, the other thing was that season one and two are a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Every episode um, basically takes six hours to do end to end. Uh, from the research, which is watching every episode like three or four times, to the recording, to the editing, to the promotion, it it, it became a lot of work. So, uh, and the other thing is that we don't have a lot of time. And what's that reason? We're expecting! Yeah, we are expecting our first child, so... We didn't really have, <laughs> let's see, 13 episodes times 2, 26 times 6. That, don't look at me. I don't do math. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's, a lot, that's a lot of hours. Uh, so we couldn't dedicate all that time to do season 3 and 4. So, well, we wanted to give it another shot uh, before our child comes along. So we thought it'd be fun to talk with old friends, talk on fun topics, and of course of our favorite show, Kim's Convenience. Mm -hmm. Now this time around, as we recorded the episode, we had a bit of challenges. Uh, the first, of course, we've been recording during COVID. So if you're listening to this two or three years in the future, and you're wondering, <laughs> you, well, you probably went through this. So. Yeah, you may or not, may not remember this. Depends on what the after effects of this whole pandemic is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so we didn't get to record in person, which we got the opportunity to do in seasons one and two. So everything mm -hmm. was done online, and we were a bit antsy about it. Like I had some people that we were connecting with that were not good with technology. So <laughs> I was like, oh no, is this going to come out bad? But we had experience with people like Eugene, who lives in Houston. Of course, we live in Toronto. Uh, so we decided to go with it and it turned out pretty good. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. So at this point, we've already recorded all the episodes. So now we're just sort of in post-processing and we, we decided, you know what, why don't we explain why we're doing everything we're doing? So, uh, why don't we get into some of the more interesting stuff? Of course, you're going to hear a lot about us talking about seasons three and four, but let's focus on us. Let's focus on, well, Ruby. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of seasons three and four? Um, well, since we're talking about this from the beginning, I guess, seasons three, unfortunately, was not one of my favorite seasons. Um, <laughs> they're... It reminded me of a lot of the, like, typical comedies um, out there. It didn't really bring that kind of 
touching moments, those those dramatic points that you've come to learn and love from the play of Kim's Convenience as well as seasons one and two, more specifically season one, because a lot of the material from season one was drawn from the play. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those touching moments, I remember going to Real Asian Festival and seeing that episode with Appa and Janet in the freezer. And I was just like, whoa, I did not expect that from a comedy, right? Like yeah. it's it's just those moments that you really have come to love and it has it has built that connection between the audience and the and the characters that um was missing for me in season mm-hmm. three right and it just felt like one of those typical just, comedies that i watch on like a comedy any yeah. other comedy yeah, yeah yeah like like the sitcoms that you watch on tv or like on netflix when you're just have nothing better to do and you just want some background noise kind of thing <laughs> like <laughs> well, well i'd hope that it's still better than some of those comedies right it definitely still is better than rewatching Friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we, we have a whole episode on that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like season three, I'm sorry. It, it didn't have that emotional connection for me. I mean, it's still great for comedy. It's great for Canadian comedy. I still enjoyed it. It's just a different type of enjoyment. And I was missing that emotional connection that I'm very used to with the Kim's characters. Um, season four, that was very surprising. There yeah. were a lot of twists and turns, especially <laughs> yeah. in the end there. Yeah. I think they they just saved every sort of twist towards the end of season four. And then it's like, here you go. Yeah. And it like really sucked now that we hit COVID because we know that they're not filming. So it's yeah. like, what? But yes, season four uh, definitely brought me back closer to those emotional connections, the dramatic moments, the the characters that we love and care about seeing their growth seeing like life happening to them pretty much mm-hmm. so it was it was very enjoyable um i really appreciate what the white writers had done um how the actors had taken it and i i love how they try to bring it back to the same level as seasons one and two mm-hmm. yeah no, that's a good point. Did you have any, I mean, <laughs> with everything you said with season three and four at this point, uh, did you have any favorite episodes? Well, first of all, we didn't, like you said, because previously in seasons one and two, when we were doing our podcast, we would go back and rewatch each episode probably three or four times. So they I still did. <laughs> so they stuck out a lot more. I feel like for seasons three and four, we only watched the each episode maybe twice. Or I did. Yeah, just you. <laughs> I was still watching everything like three or four times. So for me, I there, it really was those powerful moments or the the plot twists or like the character surprises that stick out more to to my perspective. Um, so season three, unfortunately, I don't have an episode that I really feel like it was Ooh. wow or it even made a very memorable kind of impression on me. I do apologize. Um, You're apologizing too to the writers and the creators and like all the people that put in all that hard work, all the actors oh. that spent countless days. Well, like, okay, okay, fine. it it's like their work, right? Very Canadian, very Canadian. <laughs> it it's it's their baby, it's their yeah, work, that's so true. they should be proud of it. And I'm not saying that it was bad work at all. It's just a very different type of comedy than we're than we're used to for Kim's Convenience. So. Yeah, so for season three, I can't think of something that sticks out to me, but for season four, 
I'm sorry. The last episode was just, it was just bombs dropping one after the other. <laughs> and it's very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that last episode definitely was one of my favorite because of things that they kind of looped back to, mm -hmm. things that they brought back, and then crazy moments that you were not expecting happened. Right. And also you find out some sad news. So yeah, it was like all the elements were in there. Yeah, we should have probably mentioned that there's spoilers in this, so. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so the thing about season three was almost the reason why we didn't do any more podcast episodes. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's just because when I was watching season three, I didn't feel inspired. Seasons one and two, it made me want to get off my butt and make content to get out there and tell everybody how great this show was, to find other people and tell how great this show was. I think season three... So here, here's the thing. Uh, somebody put it best, I guess, in the nicest way possible when I was talking about season three. And they were saying, you know what? Maybe they're just experimenting with stuff in season three. Right. And, and I said, you know what? That's probably the best way to put it. Just because a lot of my thoughts are Ruby's thoughts. I mean, we, <laughs> we've talked to no end about all this kind of stuff. Um, and as she's saying all that stuff, I was thinking... Yeah, maybe they had kind of run its course of doing those things, like the fridge, infamous fridge scene of Janet and mm -hmm. Appa, that we have already seen Appa and Janet cry so many times together that maybe it's just sort of lost its feeling. But to, to be honest, I really felt that something was kind of lost in the writing. Now, the performances were awesome. All the performances were awesome. I'd say the production was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, like one thing that you'll hear us say in the in the podcast for this season is that the Handy crew, their chemistry is so tight, so solid that yeah. they could basically be their own spinoff. Mm -hmm. um, the Kim's family, I think that uh, they're all kind of growing with each other in their chemistry as well. I just felt like something was lost in the writing in season three. But uh, what I started to look at when I was rewatching everything was season three and seasons four as kind of a whole package. If I had watched everything end to end as like, say, an American sitcom, which was 26 episodes, mm -hmm. I probably would have liked it better than if I had watched seasons three and then seasons four, right? Because seasons four... You have that solid cliffhanger. You have a little <laughs> bit of buildup leading into that. It was sort of rushed. Uh, I think that's our only complaint with season right. four. Um, but season three, it kind of left on like a, eh, whatever. It's still happening kind it, of. It, it felt kind of flat. Yeah. yeah I, I think even if, and, and this is something else I've been reflecting on, seasons one and two, if I look at them as a package, even season one sort of ended on like a, a good cliffhanger. Yeah right mm -hmm. a good closing scene they kind of like wrapped it up in a nice little bow but like i mean we we know from insider knowledge that seasons one and two and three and four were uh bought as like two season packages just like seasons five and six which will be released uh in the next two years hopefully <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> when they can film <laughs> 
Yeah, so favorite episodes, I tried really hard to find one for season three. <laughs> uh, so I, I would probably say that uh, Elephant in the Room was probably one of my favorite ones of that season. The rest mm. of them were kind of, they were there. Um, because there was a strong, raw emotion between Janet and Oma in that episode. Like, they're they're kind of going back and forth. Uh, about this whole, you know, Oma getting rid of Janet's stuff and Janet mm-hmm. getting rid of that elephant and going back and forth. And it was also the first introduction to Gwen. I, I seem to... You like Gwen. <laughs> I like Gwen and I like a lot of the kimchi episodes, kimchi-centric episodes, which brings me to season four because I liked Couchsurfing, mm-hmm. which uh, had a really good uh, kimchi and appa scenes. I really want to see more of that play out even though i would say in kind of a relatability aspect you can't really see that really happening in real life really no No, like like your son's best friend staying with your family instead of your son that's because your son was the one that has that friction right yeah but i can't see that sort of scenario really playing out in real life without the son either being there or like Kimchi should have realistically stayed somewhere else. Like with Janet and them? With Janet and them. Probably with Jung as well. Huh. I don't know. I think that could happen. Like if they're really close friends and the families all know each other, which seems like the case. Uh, yeah, but I mean like Appa came to their apartment once to fix her toilet and then he left. That was probably the last time he saw Kimchi. Or probably there's one other time in between there that I'm forgetting. Okay. <laughs> the the handy graduation where he goes to handy. Right. But Jung grew up with Kimchi and we know how close they always were. Yeah, but not <laughs> to stay at Omanapa's for like an extended period of time because of their flooded apartment. I I guess. Anyway. I don't, know. I, I, I don't quite I'm trying to suspend my belief there. But anyway, the, the chemistry between Paul and Andrew, Kimchi and Appa was really well done. So just for that alone, I would love to see more of that. Uh, Soccer Dad, mm. great moment between Jung and Appa. But I also like the kimchi interplay there because he, <laughs> uh, he got to be season one kimchi basically again for yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chamo, which again is kimchi centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole playing with kimchi and Terrence, that was hilarious to me. Bon voyage. Uh, right. That that was just really good. I mean, nobody can complain about the season closers. Mm-hmm. So, what to expect from season three of the podcast? So, some of the topics we'll be covering um, are up on Janet's growth. So, right. We also talk the emotional about emotional moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is so much. I think Janet and Appa. Yeah, the reason why we did that episode is just Janet up uh, to me anyway, have shown the most growth through season three and four. It seems really centered, especially around Janet. Right. And everything around Janet. And well, sometimes she's, she's a twenty year old coming to age, right? Yeah. So it seems they took the focus off of Shannon and Jung and put it more put janet more in the spotlight in season three and four mm-hmm. and up uh, he's just sort of getting mixed in with everybody so yeah well, I, I, he I, has to be he's up <laughs> i would say though that he he got to play more with everybody more than anyone else yes he does cross all of those borders and if you compare seasons one up 
to seasons three, Eppa, you're going to see some noticeable changes. <laughs> so the next, uh, we talk about Simu and his second day job, which, of course, as you know by now, he is a Marvel superhero. He's filming Shang-Chi as we speak. Sorry. No, that's no, on pause. <laughs> that's on pause as well. Everything's on pause. Um, as well, we <laughs> one of the probably topics that we're going to get the most feedback is from the, how does Kim compare to some of the biggest sitcoms? Mm-hmm. And that's where we probably talk about Friends the most. Yes. Uh, Friends the show. <laughs> Friends the show. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then we explore more of the geekier side of things. Um, we do explore in detail a lot of the secondary characters as well as uh, one of our guests also basically did a timeline of kim's of which events kind of happened, happened in yeah. order because uh, he he watched everything end to end again and he paid very close attention to each little s- script y- of everything yeah i was just quiet that episode <laughs> just because it was so much good stuff so all in all uh we hope you enjoyed the season we know it's a bit different but it was so much fun to make i mean we had mm-hmm. a lot of great guests and we had a lot of fun recording and, and distance was no longer an issue <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one thing COVID taught us is that, yeah, distance is not no longer an issue and we can still have fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast through sharing it and the feedback and just the likes and everything. So as always, if you have any comments, questions or stories to share, tweet me at MikeYUAN82 or Ruby at RubyTanny. Oh, wow. I'm going to get tweets. I don't know if I'll have time, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think I'll be taking care of a newborn. So I'm sorry if I do not respond to so you. So everybody follow her. <laughs> Just make sure you do. So that, that again is at Ruby Tanny. And you can find me on IG as well with that tag. And yes. I probably respond much quicker on IG than I do on Twitter. And she has a lot of um, pictures of food and pets. Our cats. Yeah. <laughs> And remember, this show is marketing conspiracy-free, sometimes past best before date, but still pretty good. Until the next time. Okay, Okay, see see you. you. Okay, see you. Okay, see you. Okay, see you. See you. Okay, see you.